Gentlemen, I have a serious question to ask you. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. It's always serious. I'm I ready. Serious. Well, I got to get you ready for this one. Um, there's a song called Blueberry Fago. <laughs> Blueberry Fago. That's what the song is called. It's actually a really good song. Okay. But I mean, really good. Actually, it's really just, it, it's silly. But anyways, yeah. the song's called Blueberry Fago. And the first thing I thought of was like, we're the brunch breakdown. We should break down what we would name a song after something on the menu. Ooh. So think about what would you name a song after if it was like on your favorite brunch menu? Yeah. I mean, I know Chris has to, I know what Chris's has to be. What's Chris's? He's going to know what mine is. He's going to say something for me too. So I'm going to get out in front of it. Chris, yours has to be after Huevos Rancheros. It has to be like the Huevos Rancheros like salsa dance remix or something. I don't know. There has to be. That's that's you. That's brunch for you. Am I wrong? Uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Huevos Rancheros featuring who? Uh, Quavo. Quavo. Ooh. Okay, and then what's what's the sound of the song? Like, what kind of song are we making? I feel like it's like Pitbull inspired. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right. So it's Quavo, Pitbull. Might as well throw DJ Khaled on there too. Yeah. <laughs> we're building a DJ Khaled song is what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Bieber available? Can we get Bieber? We can throw him on there too. Of course. We have Bieber and Quavo. We have mm-hmm. to have, yeah. This all works. This this all works. I don't know exactly where Pitbull fits in, but like Wavos Rancheros Featuring Quavo, DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, and Pitbull. That's hard to top. Yeah, good luck, I mean, guys. <laughs> man. Yeah, Dan, what's yours? I mean, my go-to brunch dish is chicken and waffles. I feel like there's a song in there. Yes, um, there is a song in there. I'm pretty I'm sure to there's got to be a song already called Chicken and Waffles. Like, you, so you, Probably. You know, I was thinking about this because I was like, there aren't that many songs called Mimosa. That's the and first thing. And I feel thing. like everybody drinks mimosas. That's the first thing that came my, to my head. Right. Mimosas. And I'm like, why don't people, people talk about them in songs, but no one's named a song Mimosa. And I feel like that could kind of sweep the country. Everybody loves mimosas. Mimosa featuring, featuring the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in for a verse real quick. We <laughs> Featuring OJ. We need... We need like OJ. Actually, we won't get OJ actual OJ in the studio. I feel like that'd be problematic if we like actually got him actual OJ from 2020 in the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we like took something that OJ said maybe in the 70s and put it in the song, okay, like sampled OJ, okay, then about, I think it would work. What about Le'Veon Bell? Doesn't he call himself Juice? He does. That works. Unfortunately, another option. Unfortunately, if we were having if we had asked this question a year ago, the easy answer would have been Juice World as well oh uh, true there might be something there might be something hidden somewhere that he's got a track just laying around that they don't know what to do with put it on that one put it on mimosa i like it we will sample juice world and oj yes featuring Le'Veon bell <laughs> mimosa i don't know where this song is gonna go or how this song's gonna do but it's not gonna do what Wavos rancheros is gonna do <laughs> so that wow mimosa went a different place uh dan how am I supposed to top either of those? That's unbelievable. You know what, Dan? We won't put you on the spot anymore. We'll get oh, back yeah, to no, you. No, I need you to... I, I felt like I, you know, 
I mean, I gave Chris Weyless Ranchero's even though he knew he, we knew that what he was going to say. Um, <laughs> who's it going to be a good feature on uh, on chicken and waffles? I don't know, like uh, chicken and waffles. Like I think about like like Nashville hot, like Nashville chicken. Maybe we're looking at bringing on like there's a ton of artists that live in Nashville. Is Dan going to produce a? Ch- oh my gosh, Dan's producing a country track. No, yes! no, wow, yes! no. That's what it wow. is. Country no. brunch. Let's go. Chicken no. and waffles featuring uh like luke combs <laughs> blake shelton never having that for brunch again i'll never look at it the same way and dolly parton somehow yeah we gotta throw dolly parton on there because you're eating chicken and waffles at dollywood that's, that's what right. we're doing that's right. yeah that's it that's it right there i hate it i hate it wow so <laughs> what a this playlist. was good boys Wow, I love it. I, I love the cold opens. <laughs> Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. I'm Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in uh, in Pittsburgh, and I'm very shocked that Chris is here, to be honest. like Yeah. Yeah. Is Katie, like, on a medicine ball or just, like, ready to go? Because <laughs> she's kind of back and forth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couch to the ball to the, yeah, you know. Well, we are, we, we are excited for the, for the arrival of the Untitled Gates project and uh dan (laughs) (laughs) tell us where we where everybody can find everything going on with the brunch breakdown oh my gosh that's an amazing name for an album the untitled gates project i mean if we don't if we're not going to call our album something else that's chris you're taking yours and going with that uh (laughs) find us everywhere on social media we are at brunch breakdown find us on twitter find us on uh facebook and on instagram um just follow us we want you guys to tweet us we're looking for topics each and every week we come up with a wonderfully delicious menu for it for for you but if there's something that you particularly want to you uh to hear us talk about shoot it our way uh on social media we'll be glad uh to add that to the menu in the near future so uh at brunch breakdown be sure to follow us everywhere all right, well, today on the show, we're going to be talking about the worst age to lose a year of uh, your year socially. I can't wait to talk about this. This is from Dan. I can't wait to talk about this in a bit. We're going to update you on what's going on in the NBA bubble because the NBA bubble is my favorite thing going on in the world right now. And uh, we'll talk the Taylor Swift album. Uh, maybe we'll get to the Chainsmokers thing and, uh, of course, what we're listening to. But let's get things started with uh, Get It Off Your Chest, Chris Get us started. Go for it. Okay. What I want to start off with this week for getting it off your chest is, um, you know, actually right before we started recording tonight, I was watching an actual live hockey game. That was very exciting. I'm very happy that there's sports that are coming back. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about (laughs) is a team that's not even playing yet, but may already have the best nickname in all of sports, the Seattle Krakens yeah, baby. were announced this week. And the minute, okay, there were a lot of different ways Seattle could have gone with this, this hockey team and how they were going to name it, how they were going to brand it, all that stuff. And I think they couldn't have hit it out of the park uh, any better than they did with Seattle Krakens. And I wanted to ask you guys about what your favorite team names in sports are. Ooh. If you have any, and I'm interested to hear that because when I heard Seattle Krakens, I automatically went to, in my head, all the cool stuff you could do with 
the Seattle Krakens like in the arena and the branding and the, and the in-game atmosphere that you could create from that. And I feel like with a lot of sports teams, the sports team name, the nickname is kind of make it make or break in terms of what type of atmosphere you can create in the arena or in the stadium. There's either a lot of stuff you can use to play off of it, or there's, there's really not a lot. And I have a few that I think are really good and I can give you those, but I'm curious if you guys have any sports team names um, that have always stuck with you that you've really liked for any reason uh, or another. Hmm. I've always been a fan of the Colorado Avalanche, and they're one of the newer teams, quote unquote, uh, in the NHL, because you have so many of these these leagues that have been around for a long, long time. And you have team names like the Bruins, like who's that going to scare? You know, there's just ones that just, you don't even really care about. Uh, But the Colorado avalanche, when they came out, I think 95, 96 uh, was their first year in the league. They had a really, really cool logo and something really new, which was again, unlike anything anybody else had in the NHL at the time. Um, It's one of those ones like the Kraken where there's no S on the end of it. So it kind of like, this is just a thing. Like it's, you can't have the avalanches. So it's just like the avalanche. So that was unique to me. And I think they, they do a lot of different cool things. Um, perfectly uh, situated in Colorado there that I think that's one that, that sticks out to me. That's always been kind of unique. And I was always fond of just because of how out of the box it was at the time. Yeah. See, I hate team names <laughs> and it's like, because you can't do many things with them. And like usually when they name that, just like with the Seattle Kraken, I mean, this is actually cool because you can do stuff with the Kraken and they, you, there's a lot of thought taken in, taken into this thing. And it actually yeah. seems like a cool name, but it's like, there's a lot, there's not a lot of stuff you can do with like the Steelers. You can't do much with that. Right. You know what I mean? Like no one really cares about the team name. Like there's, I'm thinking of teams where their logos don't really make much sense to me. Like the Oklahoma City Thunder. The hell? The Thunder. I have no idea what that, what, what does that even mean? I, I don't even know what you're supposed to do with that. Like, is Carolina known for having Panthers running around or something? <laughs> no. Like, I don't, I, so I like when people take, you know, I think we all, like, there's a lot of talk with um, team names changing and all of that, you know, with the, with the Washington football team. Now, mm-hmm. that might be my favorite team name of all time now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Washington football team. But I think everyone needs to just make a reset so we can change all these names and actually have fun with them. But Seattle, they killed it with this one. Yeah. I love that Kraken name. I, I think it's interesting because you look at like, uh, Dan, you mentioned a team that's, I guess, semi-new still compared to a lot of you know organizations. I feel like the newer organizations that are popped up if it's expansion or if teams relocate or whatever, like they have the opportunity and um, I guess they're just sitting in a better position because now we know what sports branding is. Whereas like back in the past, they called the Steelers, the Steelers because there was steel in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and like, would they have named it the Steelers now if they could figure out a way to brand and market it? I mean, the Steelers is maybe a bad example because it's a global brand. Uh, you know, it's it's a huge fan base. But um, when I was looking at some of the teams, that uh, that is what stuck out to me was like some of those newer expansion teams have, I think, cool names that go along with cool atmospheres. One that stuck out to me was the San Jose Sharks. They play in the Shark Tank. 
they lower a shark down on the ice when the team mm-hmm. comes out. Like I've always thought that's really cool. Um, and two others that are that stuck out to me are pirate related. And I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that too. Yeah. The yeah, Raiders, the NFL, they have the black hole. I think that's really cool. Um, and I mean, the, if the Pittsburgh Pirates were ever any good, you could do a lot of cool stuff with <laughs> it. They always stuck. But um, yeah, those were some that stuck out to me. But the Seattle Kraken, that was something that just randomly got me super pumped this week. The coolest thing that the Pirates have been able to do with any type of branding recently is take the bandana off the pirate head and the logo and put it around the mouth like it's a mask for this current year. And they're actually, actually doing that. And that's probably the coolest thing that they've done. So I guess you have a little little notch in your cap for that. (laughs) I love it. Well, get it off your chest. I'm going to go up next. Um, I have to get this off my chest because I had a very frustrating uh, morning. Very frustrating morning. Okay. Daughter wakes up 5.30 a.m. I know for most parents, they're like, oh, woke up at 5.30 a.m. It's not a big deal. No, no. We, My daughter sleeps. She sleeps till like 8.30, 9 o'clock every day. That's what she does. All right. And this morning, she decided, I'm just going to wake up at 5.30 and just hang out. All of a sudden, she walks out. She like, my wife goes and gets her. She walks out of her room and starts talking to me. And I think she was talking to me about basketball because she was like acting like she was like dribbling. Like that's what she was doing. But I was like, this isn't the time to talk about what happened in preseason basketball games. We need to sleep right now. And then I change her diaper and then she's just like all of a sudden just falls asleep. It was like 15 minutes. She just wanted to get up and just have a chat. And I looked at her at one point and was just like, at some point, you're going to want a car. In 14 years, you're going to want a car. And how nice that car is, it's going to depend on how many mornings like this that we have. <laughs> so remember that the next time that you decide you want to wake up at 530 in the morning and have a chat. Because I was dead tired and it threw off my whole day. So if I'm a little, well, I don't know, just tired today, it's because of my daughter. And I had to get that off my chest. Wow. Love Sersha to death, but this morning was, it hit me hard. You ready for that, Chris? Well, regularly 8.30 or 9 is like, you should be writing an ebook on how to do that or something. Like, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. No, I'll be like, interested in the, the final chapter uh, as to whether or not this car bribe will last the 16 years and if it'll actually work. <laughs> that's a good one. Keep us updated because I may need that in the near future. I'm very interested oh, in that as well. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> All right, Dan, get it off your chest. All right, something I got to get off my chest. We all know sports are back, and in particular, baseball is the first sport back. And we're going to get into this a little bit more. But one thing in particular that's bothered me lately and now really bothers me is the high five line after a baseball team wins a game with their own team. And right now, it's a really stupid idea. And teams are, some teams are still doing it. Like a catcher is coming up to the pitcher. I, I saw it happen last night. I was like, are you out of your freaking mind? Do you know what's going on with the Miami Marlins? And then the rest of them kind of do this air high five thing and act like they're like, we don't need to celebrate baseball wins in a 62 or 162 game season in particular. Like when do the orange slices come out? When do the juice boxes get passed out? Like this is ridiculous. These are grown ass men after every win. Meanwhile, in other sports, it's just like, See it. Go to the locker room. 
I know there's interaction with opposition a lot in basketball, in particular in football. To be honest, that's a little bit different than having a, a team-centric celebration high-five line with your manager dressed the same way you are, by the way, in a jersey, which is also stupid. But I don't understand the need to celebrate a win after a baseball game out in the field for everybody to see. Like It just doesn't make sense to me. And now is the time to stop all of that. Stop the post-game interactions, the high fives, even with the opponents. I get the uh, you know camaraderie aspect of it and the sportsmanship of it. Get rid of it. Now is the time to get rid of it. We're starting with you, baseball, in your garbage old ways. Like this just it just it blows my mind that it's baseball games. There's so many of them. And after every win, up oh, you gotta have the team out there, you gotta do your high five line, you gotta celebrate. That was a big win out there, fellas. You got a long season, it's really not necessary. So I just had to get off that off my chest. What accent was that that you just used just now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm the tired one. (laughs) Who are you trying to be just now? All right, there, fellas. Don't you get out there and just. (laughs) (laughs) That was old timey baseball player. Don't you know that one? (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, dude, I'm with you on that. Like, I didn't know that was happening because I haven't watched a – I definitely have not watched a full baseball game um, yet. I've watched a little bit, but I have not watched a full baseball game yet. But – um, I, I can't believe they're still touching each other and doing all that. When I saw that, I think it was the Pirates manager, um, got into a, you know, they argument with the ump, mm-hmm. they, you know, went to the ump and got thrown out. And I'm like, why are we doing that? Like, as soon as you start to leave the dugout, yeah. you should just be thrown <laughs> out. Like cops should honestly tackle you or like people in hazmat suits or something should just tackle you down and just take you to the back. And that's it. Like you have to go quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be able to yell at the ump. Like they're just both yelling at each other. And it was hilarious watching the ump like try to put the face mask on while he's yelling at him. I'm like, what is this? Ah, gosh, there's just so much going on when it comes to sports right now. It's hard to even pay attention to what's actually happening on the field. Exactly. Yeah. I thought for sure that like the arguing thing, they said, you're not supposed to do that. Like that, that yeah. was against the rules. And um, yeah, like they also said baseball players aren't, aren't allowed to spit. And like, they're constantly spitting when I'm watching the games. It's mm-hmm. nobody. There's a lot of rules that are like based around hygiene that they're not necessarily paying attention to. No. Um, yeah. But uh, end it all. End it all right now. Hey, can I share an observation since uh, I am the apparently the baseball aficionado of this podcast? You are. Yes, please. Uh, if you were wondering where all of the huge chains went from like early 2000s hip hop, they went to 2020 baseball. It's unbelievable how many, like every dude has a huge chain hanging out of his uniform. It's yeah. unreal. It's crazy. Some dude I've never even heard of. I was watching a game last night for the Red Sox. This little guy hit a single. He gets onto first base and then he pulls a chain out of his uniform. He's number 99 and his chain says 99. I'm like, what is happening? This is ridiculous. (laughs) But some dudes go up to bat and they have like 17 chains on. It's crazy. Check it out next time you watch. There's not a lot of places you can accessorize in baseball, though. That's like that's one of the main ways that you can actually do it because – I remember playing when I played football very briefly for seventh and eighth grade. I was more excited about accessorizing than anything else. 
like the shoes, the gloves, like the eye black, like Did you have big, like I all would, the wristbands on your own? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have all the you have all the wristbands. Like you can there's so much that you can do to like show out in a football uniform. It's insane. But baseball, it's tough because like you're, you know, you got everything all the way down to like your legs. You got the pads, you got the socks, you got all that stuff. You can't really do anything. Yeah. But the chain is like, okay, pulling the chain out, that seems legit, but I remember football. It's probably why my football career didn't last long. It's because I was just more excited to look like Deion Sanders than it was to actually play <laughs> like Deion Sanders. So that was, yeah. So I get that. I get that. Well, since we're talking about sports, let's get into the, uh, in ba- like in baseball and basketball, actually. They just did it too. Virtual fans. You guys seen this? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you guys don't think this is weird. If you don't, that's cool. But just seeing just random dudes faces that look like it's on a video game like on screens on the side of the court is just i i don't like it i don't I hate it. need it yeah. i hate it i do weird I, I don't i don't need it like i think i'd rather have the cardboard cutouts that they're doing in some baseball stadiums versus the the virtual it's just it's weird i don't need to be in that space they don't need to be sharing that space it's just i get what the i get the the method behind it you're trying to you want to try to get fans involved in some way but it's just no it's not doing it for me uh i haven't seen it for basketball i didn't know they were doing that in the nba um but i'm oddly for it because we're in every sport right now we're in a very condensed season whatever they're playing it's not going to last very long so i'm all for trying weird stuff now to find out what we don't ever want to use again. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm for it. It was weird though, because I saw there was a, they, I think it was LA. They hit a home run at the Dodgers game. And when he was standing at the plate, there were virtual fans everywhere, hit the ball, went into the stands. There were virtual fans. And then they showed the replays and like the replays don't have the virtual fans. Only the one like main game camera has the Mm -hmm. fans. So I feel like if you're going to do it, like make it happen all the time, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Either way, either way you spin it, it's weird. Um, you know, just, and especially in baseball, right. Where it's almost impossible to show the game and show replays without showing an empty stadium. I feel like in other sports, they're going to be able to, and they have been able to control that especially in basketball and hockey with the way that the arenas are set up and things like that. They've done a nice job around the perimeter, but in baseball, it's really, really almost impossible to be able to show those type of angles without just showing empty seats. And, you know, the, the fact that these teams are trying to show something is I get the initiative, but you know, I guess like Chris said, get the weird stuff out of the way. Um, You know, you might as well try it now while it's a short season. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I love that they're trying it, but like, once something fails, just get rid of it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see this again. Like, yeah. you tried it. It was a good idea. Cool. Get rid of it. But I'm more into just the actual way we watch these games because they've made the like the they've made the court and I and uh, hockey basically looks exactly the same way. The way they're doing their thing, it looks exactly like where they just kind of they blacked out the fans. You can't see anything else around it except for the court, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. But like, I just feel like they should have just brought in, I don't know, like a movie director or somebody to just make these things and put the game on like a delay. That's not too crazy, like 30 seconds or something. And then just make the game look like a movie. 
mm-hmm. and just make the way what we watch these games like we don't need the fans like we don't need you to pump in crowd noise we don't need all these tricks just shoot the game in a bunch of different crazy angles and just makes it look like we're watching we're watching a tv show we're watching a movie instead of watching trying to show us the game the same way that you always show us the game which is completely different without fans and yeah. i that's what i want them to do but i mean i you know that's just me spitballing and saying stuff but like i don't know how hard that is to do i don't know if that's something i actually want to do i just know that i just wish they would try more things with like the way we actually watch the game well one of the episodes uh Earlier on, Didi, you mentioned that was kind of what the NHL said they wanted to do was make it uh, wa- make it a, a game watching experience like you haven't had for NHL games before. I, I watched two periods of a game today. It was on a regional broadcast, so maybe it's because it was regional. But they had like everything was pretty much the same. They had like one extra camera angle where it was kind of floating above the ice, but everything else seemed the same. It didn't really. Like they didn't, I didn't see anything special about it. Yeah, that's a good point. They've, they've got the designated, you know, hard cam in the same areas in these arenas and like, yeah, sure. You don't necessarily have to move that, but give yourself that you've got that freedom now. Like we don't care if we see cameras on the other side of the ice or the court or anything like that. Cause if you're giving us this really unique angles and things like that, I think that would be pretty cool. That's the time to, again, experiment with that type of stuff where you don't have to worry about fans and being able to maneuver around them without blocking anything so it'd be nice to see some of that yeah all right let's get through these other ones real quick here uh nba bubble update just to let you guys know our man rashawn holmes mvp of the brunch breakdown anytime you want to come on rashawn we got you uh he was getting lemon pepper hot wings and that's what he crossed the bubble for and i completely respect that (laughs) because that's something that I would cross the bubble for. Like if you, if the wing stop, I love. And if you tell me that I have to go across the street, I'd think about it really hard and be like, you know what? This is worth the 14 days. Yeah. So here for the hot wings. Yeah. Mad respect to the, to the meal. Cause we all broke down what the, what meal we would risk it all for. And then we eventually found out the lemon pepper wings were uh, the meal of choice for him. And yeah, you can't be mad at that. Mad respect. You got to do what you got to do. Love it. <laughs> and then also in the NBA bubble, Lou Williams, uh, the LA Clippers, went home for a funeral, but couldn't just go home for the funeral and come back to the bubble. Had to hit the strip club first. Had to. And I am just like, this is incredible. Like, incredible. <laughs> this isn't a mistake. Because, I mean, we make fun of Rashawn Holmes, but it just seems like my man made a mistake and didn't really know that he was like, actually, he couldn't go across the street, but he couldn't go across mm-hmm. the street. But Lou Williams went to the strip club. It's coronavirus, COVID-19, and you go to the strip club. Why is a strip club even open in the first place? I have no idea why any strip club would be open, and I have no idea Apparently, it was why just for the food. go there. Apparently, it was it was just for the food. That's what they're That's saying. That's like the what strip, everybody says. Like they're saying, they're saying you can't actually go in, that they're really just doing – I mean – However, you're picking up the food. That's a whole different ball game. You know, I don't know what the drive-through service there is. Don't get the dry rub wings. Um, <laughs> and just, <laughs> um, but but they, they, these wings that he got, he's obviously very popular there because you, did you both hear that these wings are named after him? These are his wings. They have his name on the menu for these wings because they're lemon pepper barbecue, which sound amazing, by the way. It does, but it's it's the Lou Williams. It's it's his it's his uh menu item, his wings, his name on it. Um, 
Does that validate why he should go there and pick him up? I don't really know, but it's an interesting ad aspect to the story. There's going to be a lot of people going to that strip club asking for the Lou now. Right. I'm here Sorry, for Sorry, Did you say you went the lube or the Lou? I didn't hear that. <laughs> we'll speak up. I just can't think of the last place I would, the last place I would go at this time. Can you think of a worse place to be? COVID-19 strip club. Worst pl- is there a worse place? Uh, There's not. Probably hospital. not. <laughs> that's yeah, the, the, there the you COVID go. wing of Literally, a hospital. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Those are the yeah. bottom two. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's strip club and then hospital. Because if you go to the strip club, you're more than likely going to the hospital. That's right the next after. step for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's defending Thank himself. He's, he's not giving up on it. He says he knows anybody that knows him knows that that is his favorite restaurant in the world. And he has a quote <laughs> from saying that earlier this year. Favorite restaurant in the world. Hold on. Dead this is, now so, I have this to... sounds exactly like somebody digging their heels in and trying to defend their horrible decision. This guy is total BS. He said it on a podcast a couple of months ago. It's his favorite restaurant in the world. And then he followed it up with a tweet saying, anybody that knows me knows if I'm going to be in Atlanta, I love this place. I love their wings. And yeah, strip club. Lou Williams' net worth is $16 million. He's made uh, an estimated $73 million in his NBA career. And his favorite restaurant is Magic City, the strip club that he went to. That's what you're trying to... I'm telling you, it's real. I heard it. I literally heard it You don't have to lie. You don't have to lie. (laughs) Like if you're worth that much money, you don't have to lie to us. Don't tell us that's your favorite. I'm not restaurant. lying. I'll find it. I'll find I don't know. I'll find the audio somewhere because I heard it. I heard it today. It's his favorite restaurant in the world. Oh my God. Lou's worth so much money. That's that's just insane. That's such an insane thing to say. But <laughs> shouts to the NBA bubble for just being the best. All right, real quick, one word answer. Uh NFL players are dropping out. A lot of them are doing it. Uh do we have the NFL this year? Yes or no? Yes. Cool. I say yes too, but it's getting a little weird. It's gonna be a mess. Getting a little weird. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little starting to get a little weird, but I don't want to talk about that much because just because like we, it's everything is like so ever changing. And then uh, the Marlins are they just gonna shut down the team for the year? Just shut down the state of Florida. Just like all of it. Just there it sh- is. Shut it down. It's 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 ugly. Yeah, they're what pausing all games through for at least a week now for the Marlins. And apparently they're going to go to this like win percentage model of how to make playoff teams if they don't play the same number of games. Like at what point do you pull the plug? Is it if a second team this happens to? Is it if they have to miss two full weeks? Like it's an absolute disaster. The commissioner himself said uh, this isn't a nightmare scenario yet. Like what kind of dreams are you having if this isn't the nightmare, my dude? Like it's just... You're running out of you're running out of time very very quickly for this to fail, and um, I know I was excited for the Toronto Blue Jays to play at PNC Park in Pittsburgh because they're looking for a home because Canada won't let them play there, and then the state of Pennsylvania said, "Nope, sorry, can't do it." Well, now they don't look so stupid <laughs> <laughs> because here's a team traveling around right there. Now nobody can play in Philly either. They can't play in Philly. They can't play in 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 Miami. No one wants to go anywhere. So, thanks baseball. Thanks for the content. It's, it's yikes. It's it's, it's, it's it's all bad. It's all, it's all it's all bad right now. But you can't shut down a major league baseball season for the Marlins. I think that's really the main issue here. 
Because if it were the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox, I really think they would shut the whole thing down. But you just can't do it. Like, if the Pirates get COVID-19, maybe that will make it two teams. But I think they'll all look at each other like, we can't shut down the season for the Marlins and the Pirates. (laughs) Can't do it. It's true. (laughs) All right. Well, Dan, let's get into the main course. Tell us all about this main course, Dan. Go for it. So something I've been thinking a lot about lately is I think we all thought maybe at this point that things would be a little bit more back to normal when we were first having these conversations back in what, February, March, and April. But here we are. And it looks like it's going to be at least a full year, a full 365 days, at least probably more of just weirdness and, you know, being in quarantine for a lot of it and losing out on social gatherings, whether that be with family, friends, or that's going to concerts or sporting events, just being social, just being out, even being at bars, whatever it may be. So it got me to thinking, what is the worst age to completely lose a year socially? Because that's what we're going through here right now. We're losing a year socially. Um, And it, it had me kind of pondering, what's the worst period in life to be experiencing this right now or at any point? So if you're a teenager, you're missing out on seeing your friends. Uh, Even though going to school sucks, there's still like moments in school um, that are important that you want to have. You don't have any of that, especially if you're like, you know, going into high school or leaving high school uh, and you're stuck with your parents all the time. And that just sounds like the worst thing possible. Being a teenager stuck at home with your parents and not being able to do much. Uh, If you're in your 20s, you're just turning 21, you're going out to bars, you're out of college, you have your first job, uh, you're meeting new people, you're meeting potentially friends that you're going to be friends with for the rest of your life. You're losing a whole year of that. Uh, Us, boys, in our 30s, here right now, a very interesting dynamic because of how different we all are in stages in life in our 30s. But uh, again, this is a time where you're kind of like starting a family. So the first portion of it, it's like, all right, let's go out and have our fun now because family's on the way. Things get a little bit more serious and a lot of changes in your life. You kind of go from those social friends to more like, all right, our kids are going to hang out together, that type of thing. Uh, in your 40s, your kids are getting a little bit older um, if you have kids. So um, you start to want to be able to go out as parents, right? Because your kids are maybe teenagers. They can babysit. You don't have to worry about getting a babysitter and rushing home to see the kids. You could take your time. And I feel like, for 40-year-olds, the social life starts to ramp back up a lot. They're, they, 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 they find their time to get back out uh, into society and socially, and they hang out a lot. So 40-year-olds, I feel like that's an important part. And then the last one is like late 50s, early 60s, retirement age. Um, your kids are out of the house. All you want to do is travel, enjoy your retirement. You've worked so hard. Uh, you want to be able to enjoy life. And now you can't even do that. Now you still have to just sit at home, potentially retired sitting at home, which could be really, really boring. So gentlemen, now that I've given you that full overview, teenagers, 20s, 30s, 40s, and then 50s slash early 60s retirement age, what's the worst time to completely lose a year socially in life? Well... (laughs) (laughs) A lot of thinking, a lot of bad, a lot of bad there. Like as you, I, I, yeah. So like the last one you mentioned is essentially my parents, they're retired in retirement age and they had to cancel a ton of stuff that they Mm -hmm. wanted to do. That sucks. Um, 
But I feel like everybody in some way has had to cancel something. And I'm I'm inclined to say that the 20s age range is the worst because I feel like I mean it's not it's not across the board but for so many people that's the most social time of your life where you're meeting new people, new experiences, um there's so much transition that happens from being in college to going out and being a young professional and what happens with the jobs you take and where do you go and where do you end up in this country or this world uh, is all 100% impacted by what's happening right now. So I feel like I feel like 20s. That's also the time in your life where you have the least amount of personal responsibility to other people because um, the older you get, then you have kids and you have family and Later on, you have grandkids. Um, yeah, so I feel like I feel like the twenties age range, and just like personally, if I lost a year of college, of undergrad, to this, a whole year of being with my friends on campus, uh, all the experiences that come with that, um, that would have been devastating. That would have mm-hmm. been really hard because, like you said, like high school sucks, but college is awesome. And that would have been rough. So probably early 20s if I had to pick a, a range within there. Yeah, I was thinking like that same thing because, you know, this has been highly publicized about the class of 2020 and, you know, missing their graduations and all of that. And I just couldn't imagine if I were to my last year, whether it's your senior year of high school or senior year of college, like losing that year in the way that like we all went to big schools and, you know, went to, you know, the parties and made a bunch of friends in school and all that stuff. And it's like, if I miss that year, that would, oh, that would hurt. And it's, I know life goes on and everything. And I, you know, it's not one of those people stuck in college or stuck in high school, but it's like those years are some, I haven't seen some of those people that I graduated high school and college with. I haven't seen them since then. You know what I mean? Like it's been a long time since then. And I just think taking away that year would have just, sucked you know Mm -hmm. and like then you're just doing classes online and then like you're just living with your parents that's the toughest part it's like oh you lose that year socially and also you are with your parents at your house if you lose that year socially in your 20s or whatever you're at least probably living a living on your own you probably got a couple roommates you know i mean some of your boys or whatever and it's like not so bad it kind of sucks but it's not so bad and you're probably breaking the rules too because i see these kids doing dumb stuff and i'm like I hate to say I probably would have been doing being just as dumb as them, which is unfortunate, but you know, whatever. But yeah, I just think about that. Like, I think that those, I think there's like senior year of high school, senior year of college, when you're just, you're stuck at home with your parents and you can't go anywhere and they still have like this power to tell you you can't go anywhere, you know? So that, I feel like that would be, that would be the worst. Yeah. I got. It's yeah. there's, there is, there's, there's a bad, you know, part to all of it one part i even left out is like maybe not for us but there's people in their 30s and this kind of applies to 40s too that you mentioned kids are stuck at home like they have to then become like the at-home teachers right for a lot of this stuff that's going on if kids can't go back to school and weren't able to finish school then all of a sudden like you can't go out but also you have to continue working from home and then you have to be a teacher with your kids at home all the time too there's really no nice way to put this for any point in life. And I was just, cause I was just thinking the other day, like, I mean, this, I had so much that I wanted to do this year. It's just completely lost. 
just completely lost. But I'm thinking there's maybe somebody out there worse than me. My nephew is uh, just became a teenager not that long ago. And I was thinking from his aspect, like he's finally starting to be able to like hang out a little bit more socially without always having to, you know, check in, be parents around and things like that. And then leading into those high school years that you were talking about, DD, being a, a, a senior in high school, um, those summers in high school were amazing, were absolutely amazing. And to just completely wipe one of those out would be really, really tough, really devastating, especially that one from um, high school into uh, college. So that kind of late teens type of year. So um, I don't know, that one kind of leans to be the, the the bad one for me. Chris, I want to go back to what you started with. You're saying like your parents are in that late fifties, early sixties retirement, uh, type. I mean, do they feel like, are they comfortable with, with kind of not being able to, to do a whole lot and being handcuffed? Are they, are they anxious or how does that, you know, cause it's hard for us to be able to understand that aspect not being at that age yet. But I'm curious that when you finally work so hard and you, you want to do all this traveling, you'll still be able to do it. But I mean, at that point in your life, you're missing a whole year of it. Yeah. I mean, for them, it's just that it's all pushed back. Uh, so mm-hmm. th- they're still planning to do a lot of the stuff that they wanted to do this year. They just had to push it back. And, um, I know that's not what anybody envisions when you retire, <laughs> you, <Right. laughs> you have, you make all these plans because then when you retire, you're going to do all these things. Um, if you weren't going to be able to do any of them, you'd probably keep, keep working until you could do them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's weird. Um, they're, they're bored. I know they're bored. Summer is nice. Now there are some things you could still go and do stuff outside, but, um, the longer this goes, I think the worse it'll be, especially like, you know, you like to think as we get into fall and then into winter, you know, how, how long can it continue to get worse and worse and worse? You'd like to think that it would eventually improve, improve at some point or there's a vaccine or whatever. But um, I worry for people because this all started in spring. So the weather, you know, outside of where Didi lives in La La Land, the weather here has gotten better and better and better, but it's going to get worse again. Right. <laughs> and, and when you when you can't go outside and have like literally have to stay in I mean I I really fear for for everybody in that type of situation. I hope I hope we're not still doing the same stuff we're doing now, but yeah, and you mentioned Dan about, you know, having kids. I a lot of, so many people I work with, I'm sure you guys are the same way like the whole losing daycare thing in terms of having a social life whether it's your kids in school or you actually having your kid in daycare, it's all daycare. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all your kids being in a controlled atmosphere and you don't have to watch them 24 um, seven. But I can't imagine what that would be like to lose the daycare. And then you're on the clock 24 seven. How do you have a social life at that point? I mean, that's, right. that's brutal. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you on that with like with the parents and even, I feel like all ages has its own, you know, issue with that. Cause like if you're in your thirties and stuff and you are you're in your thirties, you're single and all that stuff. And it's like, now you're stuck inside. Right. It's like, wait, did I just use a year of like finding the person I should be yeah. with. Did I use a year of like maybe changing the job that on March 13th, I was like, I'm quitting this thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, or you're, you know, or you're, you know, you're at 30 and you're like, wait, I just lost my job. Like, what am I doing? You know, I'm in a big city and I'm paying a million dollars for rent. And then all of a sudden now I got to move home or something again. Like that year 
you know, it's that's tough. But with your parents, dude, I feel that like I, I feel it like every day. Like my parents, you know, my parents are in their late sixties. So like, you know, I make fun of old people a lot, but like I mean this sincerely when I say this. It's like with old people, any day can like something like crazy can happen. Like you could just like fall down the steps or something and all of a sudden you break your hip and it's like you lost next year too. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a crazy thing like when you're an older person and it's like holy crap, like everything just is heightened for for them because it's like you know, my parents have a grandchild, they can't see, they're not going to they I mean, I don't think they will see I will see my parents for a year, mm-hmm. which is like super crazy to think about. It's like I live 3000 miles away from my parents, but like, you know, flight, you know, you get over it. But like now it's like you can't fly yeah. and it's not safe for them to fly. So like this, you know, being older with that, like that's that might actually be the worst. Like I'm talking about these younger people and stuff, but just like when you when I actually say it, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, being older. Yeah. And losing this year just kind of sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Dude. Is this, the, star, is this the uh, turning point where, where Didi just shows only respect to old people <laughs> yeah. for, the rest, for the rest of his life? Right. Don't the, I, this I, moment. I, don't hold your breath on that one. <laughs> don't hold your breath because I'm sure an old person will do something and then now it'll be all be over. Yeah. So I haven't, you know, God's working on all of us. I'm right. trying. I'm trying. <laughs> this was good. Wow. Worst age. Dan. What made you bring this up? What kind of what what slump were you in this week? <laughs> made you think about this? I'm telling you, it was yeah, it was just me thinking about everything that I had so many like events and things that I wanted to to do this year. Not that this was like my farewell social year, but it was just a year that I was super super excited about. And you know, especially in the summer, we're usually running around doing all these events, looking forward to all these events and things like that. And it's just like we're to the point where it is, it's going to be 12 plus months of missing out on most of that. And it just is like that retrospect of, you know, am I going to look back at this year and be like, wow, I really missed out on some major, major moments. And then I thought maybe not so much when you really look at it in the big scheme of things. So it's interesting when you kind of, yeah, look at it that way, not the most positive of topics, but um, tweet us and get on our first Facebook page uh at brunch breakdown let us know what's the uh what's the year for you that absolutely would be the worst so uh uh we'll be curious we'll be able to maybe uh recap that next week but um there's a lot to think about i have a prediction regardless of age 2021 is going to be the year yes (laughs) if you've ever seen the movie yes man with jim carrey Everybody should turn into that character for 2021. There's no saying no. You're just going to be like, you know what? Yes, we're doing it. Whatever it is. It's going to be a big social year. That's for sure. It's going to be a huge social year. Chris just freeze. He did. Or he's having deep thought. Or he's having a deep thought there with that point. He's gone. What happened to him? He is. Look at that. Look at the look on his face. I know. He's so happy. He's so Wow, that's a great shot of him, though. It is. That should be on the Chris Gates fit, like, <laughs> like that should be it, Chris. And I will recruit you. He said his you. power went out. <laughs> <laughs> his power went out. Wait, I'll hit record on my end. All right. <laughs> 
Chris's power went out. That's hilarious. Okay, so do we finish this episode without him? I I, I guess we do. I don't know. Uh, is he working off a freaking desktop that he can't? Uh, well, I guess he doesn't have uh, internet. <laughs> so right. he says, "Please proceed without please proceed me." Without me, there it is. We got the okay. official go ahead. That's uh, all right. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to get used to this. We thought it might have been a baby that we had to stop in the middle of the episode, but happens to be but the no. power company that shut him out. I mean, just to let you guys know, Chris, I mean, we joke about it a lot on here about where Chris lives. But like, yeah, if a power line goes down in Chris's neighborhood, it's not coming up for a while. Chris lives out. <laughs> no, it's not worth waiting to try to get him back. He ain't, no. <laughs> no, this was either Chris was either going to tell us to wait till tomorrow or we were going to keep going because that's just how it goes. That was the option. But, uh, well, well, Dan, did you see before? Let's get into the music session of this whole thing. Uh, the Chainsmokers drive in concert uh, where no one was socially distanced. Uh, the video is disturbing dude to say the least um wh- what were your thoughts when you saw that as a person who loves concerts and i mean we've seen the chain smokers live together yeah they put on a good show i enjoy them but yeah i was shocked i honestly thought the first time i saw it i'm like this isn't real this can't be actually happening this is from an old an older time whatever uh and then like the story comes out along with it and it just blows my freaking mind that that type of garbage is still it's still happening how is this happening i mean and for a chain smokers show like what are you so excited to get close and up up to people next to people and close to the stage for you can hear that shit a half a mile away i mean yeah it like the idea right am i give me uh, correct me if i'm wrong on this the idea was it was a good idea of like the benefit portion of the show right you had to there was a lot of packages where money's going to charity and whatnot and things like that but what is wrong with a the people there that don't care and b they, there was n- nothing being done about it and they just hundreds and what thousands of people just looking like a normal normal type of venue uh, at a concert just really really close together no I, it was I, I just can't i just don't understand why but I guess I understand why people want to be want to have that contact at a concert, want to be around people. But the point of the drive-in concert is for you to be in your car, yeah, on top of your car, or around your car with the people that you came with. That's the whole point of it. It's not mean you have to stay inside your car and you're just like stuck in there, bobbing your head the to closer or whatever. No, you can be outside of your car with the people you came with. You're not supposed to all of a sudden just be all around everybody it looked like a regular show you couldn't have told me that was a drive-in show because i thought honestly when i first saw it because people do like to pick on the chain smokers i mean and rightfully so at times like but i so i thought it was just like a clip that went viral of like an old show or something and someone said that it happened like this past weekend but no it was a real show and i just couldn't i couldn't believe it i yeah, it they're yet to make any kind of statement either. No. I haven't seen them say anything about it. Yeah, so. I don't get, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing one of those uh, not too far from here. Uh, a drive-in. It's actually the Struts are doing a, a drive-in concert, and like there's like a deep protocol about like how the spaces are going to be painted out, and you can't cross the line, and they're going to have people out there in masks. And yeah, you you can't go on the side of your car, but you can go in the front of the car. Or you can stay inside the car. I figured they're doing that everywhere, but clearly. Even with really wealthy and or smart people, it's not being enforced. It's not happening. And then they just, I mean, yeah, you got to, do you stop that show? And you're like, yo, everybody chill out and back it up a little bit. Or are you just up there? Those dudes, that dude that can't even sing, he can't hear if he can hear himself sing. So he probably can't see. So there's probably some 
you know, stimulating thing going on there with, 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 with my man, but uh, he is a terrible singer. He is a terrible singer. Like, why did they all of a sudden, just a weird change in everything they did where it was like, they all of a sudden just wanted to be a boy band and he wanted to sing on every song. Yeah. And he makes, and he makes a lot more money than the other guy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, that chain smokers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. With the driving concerts, you know, I know you don't want to stay in your car. It's like 90 degrees outside, but like. Just stay stay with the people you came with. It's not hard to do. No. To stay, stay with the people, the people you came with. Stay away from other people. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Another dude, another thing about co- about like coronavirus, COVID-19, it does not matter what um cuz that that show was in the Hamptons. Everybody in the Hamptons, like I mean, the majority of the people in the Hamptons, that's like that's full rich, wealthy area up there, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all looking stupid. Right. <laughs> so it does not matter how like i mean it's we're just seeing the worst of people from every single kind of background and it is very very disheartening because i would like to go outside again it would be like, nice it would be I nice would, to i would enjoy yeah be outside be a, at a concert normally at some point in life again and as long as things like that are happening right now that's going to be even further down the road yeah further down all right well dan uh taylor swift surprise album surprise us with it her album folklore came out last week um what are your thoughts on it man i think it's fine and that's all i'm gonna say i think it's fine there's a lot of opinions going around this album yeah. right and it did it came out of nowhere which was like got me super excited as a big swifty i was super excited when i <laughs> saw that um for anybody wondering on chris's opinion on this we asked him he didn't listen to the album so don't worry I, he'll share it on twitter once he eventually gets around to it maybe in uh, 2023. Um, But it kind of, as this stuff started to come out that she was introducing the album, explaining how she wrote this in quarantine and things like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this isn't a, you know, a a bop album. There's not going to be a whole lot of radio hits on here. The title folklore has me thinking it's going to be a little bit more low key and things like that. So I get it. Um, So I at least had the, the mindset of what to expect, but still, after listening to it actually a couple of times now, it's, it is, it's fine. It's good. Um, It's not her best work. I know people are saying that it's not. Um, She has made albums in the past that in my opinion are near perfect. This just isn't there um, for me. And again, I fully expected this to be this type of album, the folklore, the, you know, it's, it's a much more different angle a different style. I don't expect there to be a bunch of radio hits from this album, but still listening through it. I think the storytelling is incredible. So I think from lyrically, it's really, really well done Um, on a music level. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. It's not an album I'm going to be going back to that song with Boney Bear is just hard to listen to. I can't listen to that dude's voice. I'm sorry, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Can't do it can't do it It, uh invisible string is a song that i like that's probably the one but everything else i'm just it's 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 a great it's it's great uh you know stuff for her um i'm glad people are enjoying it and how different it is but um you know definitely not in album of the year type category in our you know end of year brunchies for me that's for sure no and a lot of people are calling this album great it's their best work and i'm like that's really one of those things where um 
music critics all like this certain type of music. It's this album almost makes it seem like Taylor Swift like goes to a college radio like works at a college radio station for a semester and then makes this album because this is a college radio album. Like <laughs> yeah, this, that's exactly what this is. Like this Taylor Swift album will be played on college radio stations. Like this is a Lana Del Rey record. Mm-hmm. This because I don't get Lana Del Rey. I never have. There are certain songs that I'm like, okay, this song's cool, but like I don't I don't get it for a whole thing. I, it gets sleepy, and that's what this project does. It gets sleepy. It's like you go through the first, you know, 10 songs or so, and you're just like, okay, this is cool. And there are some high points because I love the Bon Iver song. That's the thing. I love love Exile. I think Exile is incredible. When they're going back and forth at the end, I think that is about as almost as good as anything I've heard all year. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when they're going back and forth, I love that. But um, I like Great American Dynasty. I think the Betty song is cool, which is already getting played on country radio. Um, so she might end up getting like a sneaky country hit off mm-hmm. of uh, off of that Betty song. But I, I don't know. It's just kind of like it's if that's this is her first time doing something like this. So maybe the next time is going to be great. We don't have to crown Taylor Swift making doing something different, you know, to be the greatest thing she's ever done, because I think it's an insult to Taylor Swift. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift has great records. She has great songs like this is not 1989. Sorry, this is not 1989. No. Like, and if you listen to Reputation now. It's it's not reputation. Reputation's great. I think now I think it is. Back when it came out, it was weird. And I was like, why mm-hmm. is she trying to be Rihanna? This is odd. Right. But like, there's nothing on this on this album that's as good as Getaway Car. There's nothing. Like, yeah. there's nothing on this. There's like this isn't red. Like you just people are I think everyone's excited because somebody did something exciting over quarantine. Cause where you see a lot of artists are pushing all their stuff back. Mm-hmm. And she just came out of nowhere and was like on Thursday morning, like, I'm putting this album out, folklore. It's happening and it does and uh you know and i think everyone's kind of exhausted with the you know kanye's giving release dates and all that stuff too and that was never going to happen then a big artist puts it out does it and it's exciting but hey, pump the brakes yeah that's it, all and I i'm fine with it as it is like i don't you know every album doesn't have to be better than the last one for her like you said like she, everything she does is like it's really it, incredible what she's done in her career so we don't have to compare every single album and every single one doesn't have to be the best thing ever. Um, it's good that it's different. I, I commend her for, for, for doing that. And again, I just think it's a completely different writing experience for her. So, you know, that's why it's just, it's just not a style that I'm fully behind and I'm going to listen to on repeat. And I get people that really like that style of music, but for me it is, it's, I think there's a way to do it where it doesn't sound the same. Um, and I don't know, again, I think if you do it in a different environment where you're not stuck in quarantine, maybe, and have different experiences along the way, maybe that comes out differently. Um, I don't think she rushed this album. I think she just had a lot of time to do it. And, and this is how it turned out. So, I mean, it's great that it's doing really well everywhere, but as a, uh, as a Swifty for, for many, many years, this, um, you know, this one will kind of just be going by the wayside and I'll turn back 1989 and listen to that again. Yeah, same. That's <laughs> how it goes. I'm not going to listen. I'm just not going to listen to this album like after this week or after the next yeah. week or whatever. It's just not something I'm going to return to. I just know that's not what it's going to be. But I will say Taylor Swift never been closer to uh, headlining Coachella than she is right now. That's a good point. That's I didn't think about what that. I will that's say. a really good point. Because that's that's what I will say. She's never been closer. Because all you got to do is have Bonnie Vare on a song, and then you know, <laughs> you're like, "Whoa, festival headliner!" Right. Got to do it. So there's that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into what we're listening to, Dan. Um, I'll start. 
This week, um, Shipwreck featuring Galanis and Pink Sweats, Only a Fool, um, in a summer where people are putting out music like folklore that is for the fall, not for the summer. Yes. Um, this song, it just slices through all of that. I love it. Um, the two dudes from Shipwreck, I actually interviewed them this week, and and um, that was, and they're super awesome. And they were, you know, Pink Sweats is one of, is like a up and coming R and B star that I think. And it's not like he sounds like The Weeknd, but like the way that he's kind of like bubbling underneath right now, it just makes it reminds me a lot of the way The Weeknd kind of rose um, in the early uh, in the early 10s. So mm-hmm. I, I love that song. Only a full shipwreck featuring uh, Glanis and uh, Pink Sweats. Nice. So. Really nice. Shouts to, shouts to our boy uh, Slaw. Big fan of Pink Sweats. I know he oh. uh, will enjoy that pick. Yes. Um, a- another quick couple of shout outs. Um, Last week, the uh, what we're listening to playlist um, just exploded, and all thanks to uh, Yaya Ding Dong, and I just, <laughs> and it created a moment on this podcast. That if you haven't seen, go back and find the clip. It's all on our social media. Uh, I want to thank everybody that reached out uh, for their support for this song on social media. Uh, Megan, Matt, uh, and another Megan. I guess if your name starts with M, thank all of you um, that have reached out. And, and really got behind the song, whether they wanted to admit it or not. Um, it's very catchy. And so thank you to everybody <laughs> that were really get over time to listen to it or watch the movie and supported the Yaya Ding Dong movement. <laughs> I can't get over how many people commented on this, whether it was on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, all that. Tell Like, defending you. Yeah. They were, like, yelling at me and Chris for not understanding what is the catchiest song of ya ya ding dong yes like i just couldn't believe it like everybody like people that i know people i didn't know it was just like everyone saying no this song's amazing yeah. i did listen to it it's it's catchy it's catchy it's catchy that's it. that's all i need to hear right so it's catchy. yeah and again it was people i didn't know that i know you got you know other people knew and so uh thank you if i didn't uh mention your name uh just pretend you're one of the three names that I listed there. So thank you for that. I don't have anything quite <sighs> like that <laughs> this, this week, maybe down the road. Um, but I'm going to start off with a band that hasn't been around for a couple of years and that I completely just got sick of. Um, it was one of those moments where they started to kind of sell out because a couple of songs were being overplayed on radio. And, you know, after a couple of years, you think, I don't know why I'm mad at the band. It's really not their fault that that happened, but those songs just got so annoying Songs like Everybody Talks and Animal. Yes, I'm talking about Neon Trees. They are back. Um, They released a couple of singles earlier this year. uh, Said they were going to release an album, which got me, you know, very intrigued. And then I heard the first single called Used to Like, and it just gave me chills. I'm like, I really like this song. Do I really like this band again? Like, is this real? Like, this is one song. I'm going to give them a chance. Well, the album dropped on Friday. Uh, I Can Feel You Forgetting Me is the name of the LP. Their first LP since 2014. Um, And again, you've probably heard some of their older songs, but used to like uh, Nights, the first track of the album. It's super upbeat. It's it's all very catchy. The album as a whole is, it's unbelievable. I'm telling you, I'm blown away that Neon Trees can come back this strong. Um, It's not that long of an album. Uh, but I encourage you to check it out. It's really, really good from start to finish. So big shout out to Neon Trees for for bringing it back. Wow, Neon Trees! I know. Didn't expect that. One. I know. Well, to go with uh, I, I hate this with Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> I have to mention a story. 
Um, I didn't know that that Will Ferrell movie was called uh, Eurovision. Yeah. Okay, so I just found out about Eurovision a couple weeks ago because I interviewed this dude named Davi Frey. He's got a song called Think About Things. That's really catchy song. Video's hilarious. Dances. Uh, the dance in the video's amazing. And I asked him when I talked to him, I asked him about the song, about how he, about the video. And I asked him if he was a professional dancer because the dancing in it is like, slow off and he like made a joke about it he's like we made it for eurovision and like you know we won eurovision with this song and i was like you've got to be kidding (laughs) you've got it i just couldn't because i did not think that eurovision was a real thing oh so i am throwing davi frey think about things on this playlist this week (laughs) i love it because of (laughs) the great success of the sounds of brunch playlist on spotify um, with ya ya ding dong. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. I wish Chris was here to give his disapproval because it would be incredible right now. But wow. I, yeah, it was inspired. Inspired by right. that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you for adding that in and sharing that on this week's <laughs> playlist. You're um, welcome. <laughs> this was a huge week in music. I mean, in general, because I mean, Taylor Swift came out of nowhere, but it, it, you know, there was just so much that came out. It was hard to. Uh, a lot of albums, right? Not even just singles and things like that. Albums. Uh, another band that I'm very, a uh, very, very big fan of is Mr. Wives. Um, you may have heard a, a song, maybe Reflection is one of their songs that got really, really big. But their LP, Super Bloom, came out uh, last week as well. Uh, it's they're very, you know, upbeat, horn filled type of uh, band. They're incredible to see live. Very dancey, that type of thing. Um, really, really talented group. It's an interesting album. Um, lyrically, it takes you through some different stuff. Mandy, the lead singer, was married to the drummer of the band. And so there's a lot of like happy love songs and things like that. You know who it's about. Well, between records here, they unfortunately separated. And so lyrically, as, as much as the songs are upbeat, if you, the lyrics takes you through a different, a different uh, path this time around, which is very, very different for Mr. Wives. Cause again, it's usually very, very positive and things like that. Uh, it's all very, very good though. I think the album is fantastic. Uh, why, why, why is a, a single that came out of it a little earlier is really good. Love me true muse, a great song and super bloom as well. Um, if the lyrics got you down, just hang on to the end of the album because apparently the love picks up back at the end. It is a little bit of a roller coaster, but the uh, super bloom LP from Mr. Wives, check that one out. Sounds like the album should be called uh, Don't Shit Where You Eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Because <laughs> if, if you got married, if you're the lead singer, got married to the drummer, and you guys are divorced already, Mr. Wives have been around that long. I know. And they're both staying in the band. They both committed to being in the band. Woo. Tough That's, one. Yikes. Yeah. All right. My last one is a song called Lockdown by an artist named Coffee. Coffee was actually on uh, Beyonce's Lion King, the gift album last year, and uh, which is actually getting, a, I think, like a movie on Disney Plus this week. Yeah. But um, anyways, Lockdown is just a super great like African rhythm, like dance hall, perfect song for the summer. It sucks that we you can't be anywhere vibing to the song because I think this is just a song that could absolutely blow up in a summer where people are looking for a song that sounds like summer. Yeah. You know, and that's the same thing I said about the pink sweat songs too, about the, you know, the shipwreck song. It's just, you're hearing these songs that are kind of starting to cut through. And if it were a normal time, you know, I think 
some of these songs would be seeing the light and you wouldn't just see like the same names up at the top of like the Billboard Hot 100 or, mm-hmm. you know, the same names of all the Spotify playlists where you just have the big names there because that's what everybody listens to. Right. I think you, you there's a lot of dark horses for songs of the summer that I think are getting lost. And I just want to highlight this one for sure is uh, Lockdown by Coffee. Love nice. it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate the the positivity. We need that. Again, yes. yeah, I think you're right. Those we need type it. Of songs are easily getting lost nowadays. Yes. It's a shame. Um, the, the one I'm going to wrap up with uh, is a band called The Naked and Famous. Their LP, Recover, came out last week as well. Uh, they had a really song, big song back in the day, probably 2014, 15, called Young Blood. Um, that if you heard the beginning of it, you probably recognize. But uh, they put together a fantastic uh, album in Recover. Um, the songs Sunseeker and Bury Us, I will for sure put on the playlist. And kind of similar to what you said, Didi. These, uh, they were released a little earlier, uh, prior to leading up to the album, but they are amazing, upbeat, and they have an, uh, a summer vibe to them. Absolutely. You can feel the summer in the song. It's, they're both really, really well done. And also everybody knows is another really, really good song off of that album. So the naked and famous, their recover LP, uh, out this week as well. Check that one out. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A lot That's of good stuff. This week. I didn't even get That's a chance to really dive into logic. Um, I know, you know, there's so much going on. It was hard to kind of cover, cover all the bases this week, but it'll be a, this I is going to be a really good playlist. Do you have like a two second review of what you think of the logic album? Cause I know we'll probably talk about that and we can talk about that in the next couple podcasts and all that, but yeah. Thoughts? Um, I, I, uh, I, it's, 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 I need to listen to it again. Uh, honestly yeah. I do. Cause I kind of rushed through it a little bit, like I said, because there was so much, but, um, it's good. It's good. There you go. That's good. that's what I have right now. Is good. I you know I don't know if I can grade it any higher right now until I really get to focus on it. Amen is the song that stood out for me. Okay. Uh, I I like that song a lot. I'm a big fan. But yeah, um, it, it's it's interesting. The whole retirement thing. I don't I don't know if I believe it or right. not. I know. I hope um, not. But you know. But who knows? But uh, but it sounds like logic. I mean, it sounds it sounds it's like it's the it's a logic album. Like if yeah. he was like, I'm going to give you logic. I'm giving you me. This is you know this is him. So that's that's what I thought of it. But it's only I've, I think I did. I think I may have listened to it twice. But um, but yeah, we'll talk about that on another podcast. I'm okay. sure Chris will want to talk about that as well. Well, Dan, this has been another hearty episode of the Brunch Breakdown. This really has, even though we lost our uh, our third member at the table uh, not that long ago for this. We appreciate you guys uh, sticking around with us to, to end things out. This is definitely uh, a unique one. Hopefully, Chris will be back with us with power uh, next week. Maybe a baby, maybe not. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, When will you see Chris again? May, Tune in next time. There's only one way to find out. Oh man. All right. Well, uh follow make sure you follow the brunch breakdown at brunch breakdown on on Twitter, on Instagram, uh on Facebook, follow the brunch breakdown podcast on Spotify, follow the sounds of brunch podcast. It updates every Friday. Yes. Dan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every Friday. Let's say Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Thursday or yeah, Friday. Thursday or Friday. It's there for your weekend. We update it every week. So uh with all the music that we talk about on the playlist. I know we'll throw a couple Taylor Swift songs on there as uh as well. And let us know what you guys think of the Taylor Swift album. Maybe we're, you know, maybe maybe we're super off base by not calling it her greatest work, but you know, I think we're we're on point. I think well we're on. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Dan, any final thoughts? Uh, just may, uh, look out for the the YouTube uh, and Facebook videos as well. If you want to watch the video podcast, if you want to see the moment Chris drops out in person, <laughs> that frozen face, if you want to see that, uh, that's also available. That goes up live uh, every Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon on YouTube and Facebook as well. But uh, this has been a, a fun one. Uh, again, uh, follow us on on social media and hope you guys are uh, enjoying uh, this this revamped version of the brunch breakdown for you. Yes. The better version of the brunch breakdown. Right. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's the brunch breakdown. We're out. <laughs>